Welcome to We Fish ASA, the best darn fishing show on the radio or the internet in the entire USA. My name is Steve Sarley. I'm here with my partner, Dave Kranz. We Fish ASA is always pleased to offer you conversation with the most interesting, the most informative, the most entertaining, as well as some of the biggest names in the world of fishing. We Fish ASA is brought to you by the proud industry members of the American Sport Fishing Association, especially St. Croix, the best rods on earth. Calcutta, makers of a lot of products that fit your fishing lifestyle and passion, and Daiwa. Take a look at the lineup of reels that Daiwa makes. They've got something for everybody. No matter what kind of fish you're, ch- you're chasing, no matter what your budget is, Daiwa's got a phenomenal reel to fill your needs. We Fish ASA presents a new episode of our one-hour podcast each and every week. It's available 24-7. Wherever you get your podcast, we are everywhere. But don't forget that the podcast is always available on our website, wefishasa.com. We Fish ASA is recorded and produced by Brad Nearman at Berserk Productions. They are in Lando Lakes, Florida. I'm in one studio in Northern Illinois. Dave is in another. We send the audio to Brad, and he waves his magic wand and makes it sound as good as it does. On today's show, we welcome our good friend Dan Johnston from St. Croix. Going to talk rods. I got something to talk about there that I think everybody's going to learn something really advantageous. Pay attention to when Dan Johnston is on, folks. Uh, Dave's going to visit with uh, a young lady named... uh, uh, Lori Tisdale, she's from BASS, and she's running a program called Go Outside, which is encouraging people to enjoy the outdoors. Not just bass fish, not just fish, but enjoy the outdoors. I'm going to talk to a professional fisherman from Italy. His name is Jacopo Galelli, and uh, he's from Florence, Italy. He's over here in the States. He has fished a Bassmaster Classic. He's fishing Major League Fishing Circuits. And just won $100,000 yesterday on the Potomac. And Jacopo Galoli will explain to us how he did that. But first, hey there, Dave Kranz. Let me turn it over to you and bring on our friend, Dan Johnston. Enjoy. And as Steve said, I am Dave Kranz. This is the We Fish ASA podcast. And this segment is brought to you by St. Croix, the best rods on earth. And they always bring us Dan Johnston. How you doing, Dan? Doing great, Dave. Excellent. You know, uh, you and I have done uh, quite a few sports shows in this uh, Chicago land market over the years, and, and we have done a, uh, a seminar on power and action on rods. We've done it live. We've done it on the air, and uh, we get a good response from it. And I think it's uh, good for people to learn. And since we're getting new listeners all the time, uh, we try to do this. I look back, we hadn't done it for about nine months. So that's what we're going to talk about today. What do you think about that? It's a good topic because it matters, and not only to new listeners, but to those people that have been fishing for a long time that don't truly understand what how the power of a rod is and what the action of a rod is, and most importantly, how they work together, and then how they make you better on the water. I mean, because when you match the tool to the job, it just works so much better. So whether we're talking about bait delivery or lines or uh, type of fish or, you know, we could go, we could cover, take this any way we want to take it, but probably should first explain to the listeners what what is power in action or in a rod specifically. And the way St. Croix explains it, the power of a fishing rod is how much overall duress it takes to load the whole blank. So a light powered rod 
would you could push down easier the whole blank than you could a heavy for example that's that's super layman's terms but the action in a rod is where the rod bends along the blank so they're different power and action are different an extra fast bends right at the tip a moderate action bends more towards the center of the rod than an extra fast would so while they're exclusive to one another they definitely work together yeah and i think uh when we used to do this uh on a live event uh, we'd have the shadowing of the uh of the screen projector and you can see that very easily but the uh uh, hopefully the uh listeners have a vision of that um you said it makes a big difference why does it make such a big difference and is what is the major factor like for throwing a bait fighting a fish is uh, picking the right tool for the job i guess why Give us the the uh, the most important factors there. Well, I could make, I could make fun of it and say if we had a light power, uh, moderate action rod and we went punching for bass, we'd catch one maybe in twenty years. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it just it is, and that's making fun of it, but it completely matters because it you have to match the rod to the application to some degree. Now, granted. There are powers and actions that overlap to certain baits, no question. But let me hit the tops of the trees. So if we're talking about a crankbait, uh, a moving bait, whether it's lipless or lipped, we're talking about most fish inhale that bait. They have to get it. Uh, So we want a rod that has a more moderate action that bends a little further down into the blank. Um, than any other type of rod for that for a couple reasons. Number one, the fish gets it better, but number two, you get way better action on the crankbait also. Um, Secondly, let's talk about, uh, like if we were punching what we talked about there, or or let's say a frog, frog application. That's opposite of what I just said. We, We need something where what we call the blank has to shut down immediately. Like it has to get into the meat of the blank immediately because if you're 70 foot out with braid on a cast thrown into slop and something eats it, the last thing you want that rod to do is bend down in the middle of the blank so the fish can get it. You want to get him out. <laughs> so yeah. it's it's an opposite scenario. So really what I would challenge listeners to do or any angler to do is look at what you're fishing for. Imagine the scenario. Okay, is the water super clear? Am I using light fluorocarbon or I'm using heavy braid and, and throwing it in cover or whatever? And then just imagine, do I need a heavy power or a light power or a medium? And do I need a moderate action, fast action, or extra fast? And just kind of think through how you'd want that tip to bend. Extra fast tips, for example, are great for fluorocarbon because they bend very close to the tip, but they're actually light on the tip, the way they bend. They're not super stiff on the tip, but they've been close to it. So there's just a lot of information there, but it's important for us to understand that it absolutely does matter. You want to look at the rod in the purchasing process or better yet reach out to St. Croix or call Dave Kranz and ask, you know, these questions. We can walk people through you and save you a lot of headaches. Has the, uh, over the years, the manufacturer at St. Croix saved the consumer a lot of time by listing technique specific rods. I think we have. And I think when we call out a certain rod, for example, like a seven foot four inch slopping frog on the bass side, I think that certainly dials people into 
what that rod could be used for. But I would take it a step further. I would challenge people to understand power in action. Why? Because the slopping frog happens to make a phenomenal edge football jig, half to three quarter ounce rod too. Mm -hmm. Because we know how that rod bends at the tip. We know the power of the blank. So just because a rod says something on it, even if we call it out as such, oftentimes it can be used for other things as well, very effectively. Oh, yeah. There's always uh, another use for a rod. How about um, do uh, different materials change uh, the power or action, or are they the same? No, absolutely. Let's say the best example I could give you would be comparing linear S-glass to a high-strain carbon fiber. So a, a linear S-glass rod is going to bend further down into the blank, beautiful for uh, lipless bait or a crankbait, that type of thing where a high-strain carbon rod would be amazing for a bottom-contact bait. For example, like a 10-inch worm or, a, or a, any type of jig that we flip. So the material can definitely affect the power and action, but so can the manufacturing process just as much. Because at St. Croix, we have some rods where we have many materials in one blank. And it's hard for people to get their head around, but before that material is even wrapped around what we call the mandrel in the rod manufacturing process, we can apply other materials in there consistent to how we want that rod to fish. To be honest with you, it's a huge advantage St. Croix has having control over that. The new Victory rod, for example, bass rod we just came out with, has a different pattern layup, we call it, in almost every single model in the series. So that that answers your question. We can get these rods to be affected by power and action by what we do just as much as the material itself. Is there an advantage to using uh, different lines with the different powers and actions? Uh, that depends on the bait, but absolutely 100% yes. And, you know, I, I think the... Um, a couple great examples I could give you is if you have a heavy power with a fast tip, you wouldn't want to use a light fluorocarbon line with it. You'll just pop it right at the hook set. I don't care what knot you tie. And so we have to understand, Dave, you and I have done episodes on lines, and it would be great for people to listen to that and this. Because if you understand the stretch, especially the stretch rate principles in lines, how polyethylenes or fused, fused or braided polyethylenes like the power lines out there have no stretch. Monos have the most. Fluoros are in the middle. Um, and it's important to understand that with power and action as well. And I know to listen out there, there's a lot going on there, but that's what we're here for. We're here to help you through things like that so you can get the, you can get the uh, outfit set up the right way. Because I'm telling you, when you do, it's amazing how your success goes up. Yeah, absolutely. You always give good information for, uh, you know, we're in a, coming into the heat of the summer, although we had a pretty warm spring. Uh, a lot of guys are, are gradually going deeper and deeper uh, with the spinning rods for drop shotting. But what's the right power and, and action for that? You know, there's a lot of people that use a medium, light, fast, or extra fast for drop shot. But Dave, you and I had a conversation. You were in a scenario in a tournament a while back where a medium, light, extra fast would have you know, bent over like a willow leaf, a willow limb, because mm -hmm. you were in deep, heavy current, and I get that. So I again, it's scenario specific, but generally speaking, across the industry, I was throwing one yesterday up here in Wisconsin, and I was throwing it on a medium light, extra fast, um, because it protects light line. I was throwing uh, a six pound fluorocarbon with a light tungsten drop and a little robo worm. 
with a little tiny finesse hook on it. So it was a downsized deal. And in that case, you absolutely want the medium light power blank with an extra fast tip. And what weight were you throwing? What what size? Oh, it was 316. 316s. Okay. So yeah. And that's, uh, that's a lot of people are doing that right now. And yeah, the scenario that we talked about, it was on the uh, St. Lawrence River. It was in 30, 40 foot of water and times 50. And that current is ripping. And um, it's a half ounce, five eighths, three quarters, and sometimes even an ounce. So I certainly can't use that tool. And I actually had to go to uh, medium heavy, uh, you know, seven footers or seven, six medium to, to be able to do the technique that I was doing, which was fine for the smallmouth. That longer rod worked for that. So, um, but yeah, I, I think there's no one set answer for every situation because there's so many variables in lines and size of fish you're catching can make a difference too. It's five, six pound smallmouth. You you might require a little different tool than, than you're catching a lot of pound and a half or twos, right? Yeah, that's why it's important, and I can speak on behalf of St. Croix here, it's important for us that people understand what long rods do versus short rods, what power and action, how that plays into it, how different lines behave on different materials, and we can get into gear ratios and all these things, but that's the fun of it. it you know, it's like anything, if we want to really dial something in, if we get that part right, we can be so much more successful, so much faster. Not to say if we miss one of those pieces, we're never going to catch anything. That's not what I'm saying. But if we want to dial it in to really get it right, where you go out and you feel that hit like a lightning bolt in your hand and you set the hook and they pin them up and they jump 10 times and don't throw the bait and your line doesn't break. And I can go on and on on the advantages of understanding how all these pieces work. And this episode today is just on power and action. So I would just really challenge people to try to understand the two and how they work together and uh, to, to make yourselves better on the water. That's what we're all about. Excellent information as always, Dan. Thanks again for being on the podcast. Thanks, Dave. Have a great one. You too. That was Dan Johnson. I am Dave Cran. Steve Sarley is remote. And this segment of the We Fish ASA podcast was brought to you by St. Croix, the best rods on earth. We will be right back. Rule your water. Rule it with a St. Croix rod. Whether you take to the lake, wade the rivers, or cast from shore, St. Croix provides responsive performance, ensuring your success below every surface. With a St. Croix rod in hand, you're a part of a celebrated tradition that has spanned 70 years. Touch, power, and control are right at your fingertips and extend to you the finest fishing experience on the planet. St. Croix, the best rods on earth. The outdoors is more than just a profession for us here at Big Rock Sports. As avid anglers, hunters, and outdoor enthusiasts, it's our passion. So advocating on behalf of the outdoor sporting goods industry is a top priority for us. Big Rock Sports is proud to serve as the voice and advocate of outdoor sporting goods retailers across the nation. Big Rock Sports works tirelessly to protect our fisheries and anglers' rights. Big Rock Sports, we are here for you. I'm professional angler Kevin Van Dam, and people always ask me, what's the best and easiest way to catch fish? Well, that's simple. Keep our waterways clean and free of litter. You know, tossing your worn out lures in the lake is not a winning move. Pitch them in the trash. Do your part and join me. Visit KeepAmericaFishing.org and pledge to pitch it. 
Welcome back to the We Fish ASA podcast. I am Dave Cran. Steve Sarley is remote, and this segment is brought to you by Calcutta, an outdoor company that builds gear and apparel for those with a passion for the outdoors. I always like to say that everybody that comes on this segment has a passion for the outdoors, and we all do it in a different way. And uh, my next guest is the director of the Go Outside program for BASS. I'd like to welcome Lori Tisdale to the show. Thanks for having me. Oh, no problem. Uh, this program, I, I looked into it a little bit, and uh, what what an opportunity the, to get families to get out and explore about and learn about fishing and camping and hiking and cooking and travel and all the gear they need to know. And probably the most important thing I liked was they get to learn about conservation. How great is that? Yeah, it's been a great website to work on and uh, get this project off the ground. We've uh, started really hardcore on it about eight months ago, and it's been a joy to see it come to life. Well, it it looks like a great program. I think um, uh, COVID kind of caused the outdoors to become in fashion again and people to do more things with the families. And and it's kind of got us out of being in a 24-7 mentality. And so it gravitates to this kind of program and the outdoors in a good way, doesn't it? It really does. Um, Chase Anderson, our chairman here at Bass, has been interested in kind of getting the families into a lot of this for a long time. And last year with COVID and the pandemic, it kind of just spurred that and gave us a great opportunity with everybody that was looking for these things and really wanted to get their families outdoors. They're tired of being cooped up in their houses, and this is um, a great opportunity for that. It is. I, I see you did a, an event there at the Classic, and uh, what a great event to have over 147,000 people attend. I think people were, like you said, they're ready to be outside, they're ready to be together, and they're ready to uh, participate. And uh, Tell us a little bit about what went on there, what, what happened at that event. Yeah, so um, we had um, we've had an outside area at the Classic in years past called Get Hooked on Fishing. So this kind of morphed into this new side of this Go Outside campaign, and um, we had um, the super retriever series there for their dog jumping competition they had several dogs come out and jump and so the kids and the families got to watch that which was really fun uh, we had a catfish pond where kids could come and fish and catch um, their catfish and there was a long line for that most of the days everybody enjoyed that a lot we had texas park um, wildlife department out there and they had archery and some just good informational stuff that new um nature and um, fishing and different things like that in the Texas area. Um, the Fort Worth Zoo came and brought some great um, uh, reptile exhibits and um, some other just information about their nature trader program there. So there were several things for kids to do and to just learn about um, the website and the, the opportunities that we are putting on the website there. Yeah, and the earlier we get these kids, the better opportunity we have to keep them in the outdoors and keep them, you know, fishing or camping or doing any of these activities is so much better than uh, them sitting on these computer screens and playing games and things like that. But that being said, the way to get to you is how we'll bring this back again at the end. But what is the website? How do people find out more information about this? Um, the website is go-outside.com. On social, we are go-x-outside. Um, we're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, we have several families that are contributing to um, the website, giving us their tips and tricks on what they've done with their families and them themselves growing up in the outdoors. So it's years and years of knowledge being shared with people. That's excellent. So 
You had one at the Classic. Are there any other events that people uh, regionally can attend this year? And, and do they have to sign up for it in advance? Or, uh, you know, what's the programming for the rest of this season? We will have some presence at the um, two elite events that will be in New York in July. Um, small presence there. Um, nothing like the Go Outside experience at the Classic, which we will be doing part of the Classic in, in March of next year. Uh, mainly right now, just go in on the website, um, following us on the Go X Outside social channels. We will be constantly updating with new content, new seasonal content. We've had different things for the fishing, for spring fishing, for summer fishing. We'll have some information come this fall on what to do when the weather starts cooling off and what you can do fishing camping and being outside during those times as well well being up here in northern illinois what we do is we go fish on the hard water and we ice fish and get augers and drill through it to get to them i know everybody down south thinks that's pretty crazy but it 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 was very well received this year to many of the new anglers that we're seeing that came into uh, our sport because of covid and in my own retail store i saw about a 20 percent increase last winter in ice fishing and so many of the new people were really interested in in spending time outdoors all year round. So I'm sure your program, even though the weather gets colder, will still be very well received. Absolutely. We have um, we have Jimmy Kennedy, who's an opens angler for Bassmaster. Um, he is also a professional chef, but he is sharing his fishing and cooking knowledge on the site. And he um, is doing some, he did some ice fishing uh, videos and articles for us that we'll have up on the website later this year. And when my, my daughter was watching some of it with me, she goes, I want to try ice fishing. And she hates being outside in the cold. So I was really surprised by that. And we're going to try to get up there and do it sometime this winter. Excellent. And, and you know, on some of those days that it, uh, you've got a foot of ice, it doesn't go away and it gets to 40 degrees, you know, it gets a little wet on top. Not The ice isn't going away, but it can be pretty comfortable out there. Uh, and if you have a tent or a windbreak and a, a heater in there and sitting on a couple of five-gallon pails with swivel seats, it, it's like sitting in your living room with a couple of holes in the floor. So it's not all that bad. Uh, so I, good, get her out there and... Uh, and try to do that because I, I, I like the fact that the cooking is in there as well as the other camping and hiking. And uh, But I really liked, as I said in the beginning, the conservation to teach these kids uh, how important it is to conserve our resources, our water and our air and our land and our fisheries and our hunting areas. But the BASS has always been about conservation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Dean Gillen, current uh, conservation director, is big on that. And he has been excited about this site and been feeding me information. And that's definitely a huge component of this. Um, and we'll have those tips and tricks um, along with all the art- most of the articles in there that will have conservation tips as well. Excellent. Gene has been a guest on this podcast, and we always enjoy his insight and what he brings to the uh, outdoors. How about sponsors for this event? Do you have uh, some sponsors that are helping with this? Yes, uh, we do. We have uh, Yukonuba as our launch partner, and um, they're excited about this um, program, and they've contributed a lot for us. Um, ASCO is also on board, as well as Grizzly Coolers, Big Green Egg, and Go RVing. So got some great outdoor lifestyle brands that are um, helping support this program. And that's great. And I'm sure many of those places uh, do it because of the conservation aspect and having this opportunity to have uh, you guys educate uh, not only their potential customers, but just the uh, the people of this country that they can help and they uh, instill this in their children and the families. And it's just a good, healthy thing to do, uh, getting back to nature and 
and uh, taking care of all this. Now, at any of these events, do you have any of the uh, the pros that participate at all? Because I know people gravitate to your, your events because of the uh, professional fishermen and they are spokespeople for you. Is there something in the works that possibly you'll have some of them help with this or, or is that not seen yet? Yeah, no, um, our pros live this lifestyle. So they are a great example to families getting into it of what of what the life can be that you're, you know, taking your families outside and doing these things. Obviously, with all of them on the tour, um, several families travel with the pros and they do this. Um, we've talked to Steve Kennedy um, and his family specifically. And um, we have a video that we're working on that we're going to add on the site soon with them. They will be um, sending us content and definitely helping us promote and in next year's elites so we get this kind of going and off the ground we'll definitely be tying in with some more elites next year excellent and it's a great way for uh you know the people that that fish the opens can qualify to move up to the elites and uh you know with the covid years here it's been kind of goofy it's we saw the numbers in all the tournament circuits out there. Of course, now there's only uh, a couple of them uh, on the, the major ones, but um, the numbers seem to go down because people weren't sure what was going to happen. But now I look at the numbers on on uh, BASS and Major League Fishing, and boy, there are seems like more people than ever that want to fish at a competitive level. Is, is that what you're right. seeing also? We are. We are seeing that. And I, even with the fishing license sales last year, the numbers were just dramatic. So everybody's wanting to get into it and um, kind of seeing last year is an opportunity to let's do something different. Yeah, and they, and they did, and they found out they liked it. I think uh, I heard a, about a couple of boat companies, the manufacturers are saying, you can't even order a 2022. We're sold out for them. We'll build you a 2023. And that's pretty amazing that people have come into it and, and are spending at that kind of level, isn't it? It is. It's really great to see that in the industry and see all the people coming in. Um, I know some people are maybe a little irritated with some of the shortages, but I think it's great for the long term of our industry. It, uh, also, being a retailer, I, I've seen this and some things, yeah, I have, are still taking six, seven, eight months to get in. But that just requires better planning and you make sure you're ordering it uh, frequently enough that you have it during your key times. And in, in my case, I had already ordered ice fishing stuff at the end of the ice season because I sold everything I had and I didn't want to be out. So I had ice fishing stuff already coming in in April, which was, uh, you know, smart. But I, I think we have to plan ahead like that and do that uh, to make sure we have it. Let's uh, let's make sure we give those uh, uh, sites you said, uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, and what was the site they can go to to find out more information about the Go Outside? Yeah, our social handles are all Go X Outside, and the website is go-outside.com. Excellent. And uh, they can get to it by any of the uh, platforms and media that's out there and, and find out more. Is there an uh, opportunity for people to participate as far as volunteering, or are you all good with the staff that you have? We're still looking at events and things that will happen next year, but we would love to get people involved and for them to share their story with us. So when they follow us, they can or they can hashtag anything there, and we will love to be them part of our community and we'll share their story with the people that are coming in. Excellent. And then they might open some doors to things that they're doing in the outdoors that maybe have a little different uh, tweak on it than what you guys had at first envisioned, because as new things come out, they uh, they grow and they develop and they get bigger and broader. And, and uh, I, I think that's good. I like the fact that you have interaction from the people that are participating. That uh, And I'm sure that's by design. 
Absolutely. We want to build that community and, and people help each other learn and, and explore and get out there. That is excellent. I, uh, I encourage people to, to uh, look into this and get themselves familiar with the outdoors and all of the things that this program is trying to do to explore the outdoors and uh, experience fishing and camping and hiking and, and the cooking. I like that. I like to cook myself, the travel, the gear that you need, and especially the conservation, which is a big part of what all of us, we have a passion for the outdoors. That's why we're in this industry and we all uh, want the conservation end to, to be something that is taught and it has to be taught and uh, I think that's very good. And uh, uh, Lori, I appreciate you bringing on this afternoon and uh, talking to us about this program. Thank you. Great. Thanks for having me. Uh, no problem. That was Lori Tisdale. She is the director of the Go Outside program for BASS. And I am Dave Cran. Steve Sarley is remote. And this segment was brought to you by Calcutta, an outdoor company that builds gear and apparel for those with a passion for the outdoors. The We Fish ASA podcast will be right back. The outdoors is more than just a profession for us here at Big Rock Sports. As avid anglers, hunters, and outdoor enthusiasts, it's our passion. So advocating on behalf of the outdoor sporting goods industry is a top priority for us. Big Rock Sports is proud to serve as the voice and advocate of outdoor sporting goods retailers across the nation. Big Rock Sports works tirelessly to protect our fisheries and anglers' rights. Big Rock Sports, we are here for you. Calcutta. We're an outdoor coastal trading company that builds gear and apparel for those with a passion for the outdoors. Born in the back of a Florida bait and tackle shop, Calcutta was created with a rebellious spirit and a goal to offer hardworking outdoor products at a reasonable price. Calcutta builds the products that fit your lifestyle. We're on a mission to help you reclaim your free time and to declare mutiny on the mundane. Depend on Calcutta gear and apparel. Bass anglers have heard it all when it comes to manufacturers having the best casting reel. Well, Daiwa can back it up with the Tatula SV. The Tatula SV has three key features that make it the most versatile casting reel on the market today. The SV spool is a lightweight aluminum spool allowing for long control light lure casting. MAG4Z gives you the option to set a precise casting range no matter what lure or wind situation. The Daiwa T-Wing system reduces line angle and friction when casting. Distance, control, and finesse like no other reel on the market. Tatula, the ultimate finesse long cast system designed by Daiwa. We Fish ASA is back. I'm Steve Sarley. Dave Kranz is my partner. We Fish ASA is brought to you by the proud industry members of the American Sport Fishing Association. Please help to ensure the future of fishing by visiting keepamericafishing.org. And if you're a professional in this business, please consider joining the American Sport Fishing Association by visiting asafishing.org. I am very pleased to welcome my next guest, he is just hours away from winning a huge event on the Potomac. Uh, he's got a great career, and he's very unique because uh, he is the only angler in professional fishing who hails from Italy. That's quite a story we've got to talk about. Please welcome Jacopo Galelli. Hello, Jacopo. How are you? Uh, I'm doing very fine. I mean... Uh, I couldn't be, it couldn't be different today. I'm very happy. 
Oh, I, how could you not be? Uh, you, you really set the world on fire. You had a you had a great performance on the Potomac, and at the way in, people were just absolutely knocked out. Were you surprised at how much the audience at the way in loved Jacopo Galelli? <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I tell you, although I'm not all uh, really much surprised because I think this is a beautiful story. I am the Cinderella man of uh, the bass fishing, I would say, you know. So, I mean, it's just the story behind is so nice that if you have a little bit of heart, you you have to love uh, Jacopo Gallelli just because the story that there is behind. Actually, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna find out about that story, and uh, I I was I was really happy. Uh, I have a uh, my last name is Sarley S A R L E Y. At at one time in the past, my uh, ancestors changed it from S A R L I, uh, so I am a hundred percent Italian in heritage. Uh, my 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 mother and father's backgrounds are from. Uh, uh, Bari and Sicily, so I'm Bares and Siciliano. Uh, you are you're from Naples area, right? No, I am from Firenze, from Florence. So up Flor- up north, yeah, north, uh, central north Italy, Firenze. Okay, all right, that's that's wonderful. I think that's great. Well, you made you made all Italians proud because. Uh, this is not a sport where uh, there are a lot of Italians. Of course, you know Mike Iaconelli, who is Italian. I can't think of anybody else, to be honest. Uh, honestly, uh, I don't think Iaconelli is a true Italian. I mean, I am Italian. I am born and raised in Italy. That's the story behind. I am truly Italian. I lived over there all the time until I was 36. And then I came over here and I made the Bass Nation Championship as the Italian champion of the Bass Nation. And I did qualify for the 2019 Bassmaster Classic. And after that, I turned to professional. And I started chasing the dream of competing in in some uh, professional tournaments. And finally, last year, I got a double qualify from the Toyota series to the bus, uh, to the Eco Warehouse uh, Pro Circuit from MLF. So I was, I think I was the only one. I think uh, last year I was the only one to double qualify, and probably there are two or three other people in the history of uh, FLW that ever had a double qualify for the Eco Warehouse Circuit. Huh. One of those is for sure Dakota Ibare which is one of the young anger, the, one of the best young anger that is competing in the Trejo warehouse right now. Okay. Interesting. Well, you know, I'm looking at your bio, and it says uh, Jacopo is from Wetumpka, Alabama. Ah, uh, that's funny. You know why is that? Because uh, I was not receiving my uh, MLF uh the newspaper, yeah, uh, magazine, and so <laughs> I used the address of uh, my Italian friend Salvatore Cicero, which lives in Wisconsin, Alabama, and is the owner of Translucer Shield and Saver, which is one of my sponsors, and so I can receive this uh, magazine, you know, at his house. 
So I'm using his address for uh, all my stuff, but basically I am from Firenze, Italy. Via Guido Monaco 18. It's uh, 5,000 miles from here, my friend. 5,000 miles, that's that's a long run. Uh, you can't make a 5,000-mile run on a bass boat, I know that. All right, let, let, me, let me ask you this. All right, you, you came over to the States when you were 36 years old, right? Yeah, first time I was younger because uh, I did qualify for the bus, from the Bass Nation Italy as a champion twice. And then I competed uh, in a professional tournament in 2012. So I came to United States. I, I made several attempts, uh, but uh, I definitely came here and uh, stayed here with a visa, with an athlete visa starting uh-huh. uh, in 2018, in August. So in August will be three years right now. When did you start fishing in Italy? Um, I was a fourth, uh, and, uh, four years old. Yeah. Four years old. And, uh, uh I was, uh, with my dad and my big brother and it was f- fishing for bass in a small lake uh, near where uh, I was born in, in the province of Sierra, Lake Cusi. And I remember I caught this sunfish and when I caught it, I said, I will be the fisherman. And obviously, nobody trusted me. I mean, you know, you're like a kid that just say, I want to make the, you know, the fire, uh, how you say, the, the fire worker, the oh. guy that uh, uh, works with, the, you know, if there is any fire going on. Uh, anyway, so it was just a dream of a little kid, you know, but then become the reality in true life. So it's kind of a very strange story. And, uh, you know, but there is a lot of strange stories behind myself because everything is is looking more like a novel than actually a real story, you know. But uh, it is what it is. It's it's a true life story. Just uh, unbelievable sometimes, even to me that... uh, I leave it, you know. Yes, I understand. I understand. Now, is is uh, is fishing really popular in Italy? Uh, fishing is popular. There is a lot of very skilled anglers. Bass fishing is not very popular because uh, we don't have many uh, water that hold bass good numbers but anyway we have some lake that is absolutely awesome like lake bolsena and obviously mm-hmm. for that reason there are pretty many uh, um, you know uh, amateur fishermen and there are there is the bus nation over there there is the flw italy over there so there are movement of tournaments and, uh, you know, that's how I started. Uh, when I was 16, I started to, to do this tournament. And a little bit at a time, I, I thought I was good enough to go forward and forward, you know. Do, do you think that the excitement that you have created, and I'm sure that everybody in the country of Italy that follows fishing at all, 
has heard about this or will hear about this in the near future, do you think there are going to be a lot more Italian fishermen wanting to come to the States and compete in Bassmasters or the uh, Major League Fishing? Uh, obviously, after these, uh, I think that uh, there would be somebody to attempt it, you know, but I don't see it happening anytime soon because you have to have the numbers, the skill, and you have to be so much perseverant and stupid to put to this uh, dream that, uh, honestly, I cannot see anybody... Uh, you know, being able to achieve uh, what I, I achieved yesterday anytime soon. That's and to be honest with you, because it's so much uh, you to 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 pursue this dream. I have to leave everything behind just to understand. I don't see my family in ten months. It's not a joke. No, it's not a joke. That's not, that's, not, that's really giving up an awful lot. You have to give so, up a lot to be a professional fisherman. You have to be give up even more to do it away from home yeah. like you do. Yeah, so it's not like only, because it's already tough life to are American. But if you are Italian, you have the problem of the language, which I, I think I speak a pretty good English, but... I'm, this is not my language, so it's not always easy. And then you have, you are alone. I've been alone for 10 months now with nobody to help most of the time, always myself. So it's more like being in a mission, like uh, being in the army, uh. than being a true fisherman, you know. So it's like, I would say, it's 10 times more difficult. And uh, you have to have so much power in your mind to keep going. And if you saw the live yesterday, you saw how much I was pumping just because after passing through all these kind of problems, trouble and uh, sufferings, I couldn't stay calm. <laughs> no I was going to win. You know, I had to to put out all what I have, I have inside, I have, I have to throw out, you know? I, I don't know if you understand what I mean. I think I do. I think I do. And the, the, the excitement and the happiness that you showed was an absolutely beautiful thing. So since you have been here uh, since you were 36, where do you live? Ah, my house is the next hotel or rental house next to the next tournament, just to understand. So there is no house for me. There is just the next tournament. So we search for a, a rental house or a hotel nearby. And most of the time I eat in a restaurant or fast food. And I travel all the time, you know. That's what I'm doing since three years. It's like being a gypsy. <laughs> I just should say you 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 can say that right on your on your jersey, the gypsy fisherman. Boy, that that makes it even tougher. Uh, food wise, uh, I, I always um, I'm imagining that a lot of the places you go to 
Uh, you're not finding what we call comfort food, you know, uh, food that reminds you of home and makes you happy. Uh, uh, I, I bet you there's not a lot of good restaurants down at Lake Eufaula or Gunnersville. Uh, 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 good Italian food would be hard to find. No, but uh, I don't care about eating Italian. I, I would like just to care about eating some healthy food that looks like it's very tough to find over here in the States. So and that's why I'm becoming pretty <laughs> pretty big. I am already, I think I got like 25 pounds in three years of staying over here. <laughs> you know, because the, the life of a bus fisherman, especially if you do like me, that you are always on, uh, in travel, you have to eat what you have to eat. I mean, what you find, and sometimes you are lucky, sometimes not. Now I am still in uh, Maryland over here, still on the Potomac, and I have eaten, I mean, eaten, sorry, uh, Chinese for one week now, and I tell you, if I see another piece of rice, I don't know what I can do. <laughs> so that's the only thing I can find over here at Indian Head, near the, you know, the site of the, of the tournament. So, obviously, when you make a tournament, you cannot drive 20 minutes to go eating. And when you cannot find a rental house, you cannot even cook for yourself. Right. You have to go to a restaurant. And that's what I did. And uh, well, this time, uh, my, my cuisine, my kitchen was uh, Chinese <laughs> and uh, was better than... Uh, at the McDonald's, most probably. So I have to be happy anyway. Oh my goodness! That, what, that, that's a, this is an interesting tale. Uh, ha, has has America made you feel at at home? Have they welcomed you, uh, or are you treated like an outsider? Uh, I mean, you mean if people are treating me well? Yeah, that's yeah. What no, people are very friendly over here, and I tell you. It's pretty amazing how people are friendly here in the States and when you are uh, from a foreign country and you have a strange, a strange accent like I have, they are more friendly with you just because they think you are interesting, just because you are different. So I think it's a very nice thing about the States. That's something that I really love about your country. I think that's wonderful. That's good. That is good to hear. I need to take a real quick break. We'll get a couple of commercials in. And when we come back, I'd like to talk to you about your sponsors. I want to talk to you about how you figured that uh, uh, the Potomac out, uh, very, very hard to fish. And uh, the, the weather has really made things difficult for everybody wherever you go this year. Not that fishing is ever easy, but we'll talk about those when, when we come back. This is We Fish ASA. I'm Steve Sarley. My partner, Dave Kranz, is remote. Jacopo Galelli is our guest, winner of a $100,000 payday in Major League Fishing. Just recording this on Monday, less than 24 hours after he held up the big trophy. We'll be back with Jacopo in just a minute. For most anglers, the unexpected is expected. But what you can do is take matters into the seat of your, well, shorts. Meet Aftco's Overboard Shorts, winner of the iCast Best in Category for Technical Clothing. 
built with a 100% submersible pocket that keeps the unexpected dry dock for the other guy. Overboard keeps the good times rolling and your valuables safe for the next adventure. Overboard Shorts from Aftco. Learn more at aftco.com slash overboard. Bass anglers have heard it all when it comes to manufacturers having the best casting rail. Well, Daiwa can back it up with the Tatula SV. The Tatula SV has three key features that make it the most versatile casting reel on the market today. The SV spool is a lightweight aluminum spool allowing for long control light lure casting. MAG4Z gives you the option to set a precise casting range no matter what lure or wind situation. The Daiwa T-Wing system reduces line angle and friction when casting. Distance, control, and finesse like no other reel on the market. Tatula, the ultimate finesse long cast system designed by Daiwa. The St. Croix story has evolved over 70 years. With gritty determination, St. Croix built the most advanced fishing rod facility in the world. And with it, a world-class brand that has earned the respect and admiration of anglers around the planet. We will continue to challenge ourselves, our employees, and our partners to be the best every day. We're proud to celebrate 70 years of passion and commitment to making the best rods on earth, St. Croix. Welcome back to We Fish ASA. I'm Steve Surley with uh, Dave Kranz being remote. We Fish ASA is brought to you by the proud industry members of the American Sport Fishing Association. You'd be interested in becoming an advertising partner with the We Fish ASA podcast. You can contact us through our website, wefishasa.com. And uh, don't forget, we're on social media, easy enough to find. When you locate us on somewhere like, say, Facebook, please click that you like us, follow us, and share our posts. We thank everyone for all of your support. Talking about support, our, our next guest has an incredible amount of support and uh, just He's the most popular guy in fishing right now. He won a huge Tackle Warehouse Pro Circuit victory on the Potomac. Uh, just finished up yesterday, Sunday, June 20th. Uh, he is Jacopo Galelli. Jacopo, welcome back. Welcome back. And uh, I must ask you this. Uh, it had to be a thrill. As I, did, I, didn't, I didn't realize this until this morning that you participated in the Bassmaster Classic a couple of years ago. Yes, I did. I am. Uh, I have been the first European to ever qualify for it. First European to ever qualify for the classic. And how did you do? How did you qualify? Uh, I qualified through the through the Bas Nation. I was the champion of Italy. So I came over here on peak week in 2018. I made the, the Bas Nation Championship, and I got third. So I had the last spot for the classic. That's how I did. That must have been quite an experience and uh, just eye-opening to, to participate in that. But nothing like getting into one of the big circuits, participating in a big event, and standing up on the stage and getting handed that huge check and that beautiful trophy. Uh, my, my goodness, yeah. I can't imagine how great you must have felt. Yeah, that uh, I mean, it's just something that I have portrayed all my life. So now I feel kind of strange, you know, because uh, when you achieve a such big goal in your life, you have, you have to watch forward, because otherwise you lose your track. So now I'm 
I'm thinking already at the next one, but there's something so huge. I mean, it's so huge for myself, but it's huge for all the movement of bus fishing in Europe. So now they have their uh, own representative, uh, and they know he's a winner. You know, they know he's somebody that can win out there. So it's something that is very good for the sport. Also for me too, because uh, as I told you earlier, I put so much effort in this thing that I surely deserve it to win one. Yes. Very soon. I mean, that's what I said. I was speaking uh, two weeks ago uh, with a friend of mine, and I said, in the, in the next three tournaments, I know you will see that I'm going to do something very special. And I knew it. And that, that's what I did. This tournament was the third tournament after talking with my friend. And uh, I called him. I said, I told you. You know? And I was like, what? Really? You knew it? Yes, I knew it. I don't know why. But I felt like I really deserved it. After everything I'm passing through. You know, being so far from home for a lot of time. Always... Uh, struggling, I had some bad situation this year, started the season with a loss of major sponsorship, and then uh, all problems of being away from home for Christmas and New Year have, and uh, third day, and then Easter, you know, it's a, it's a lot of suffering. Oh, for sure. And also, when the tournament goes well, like yesterday, Obviously, you feel more good and you can face the situation better. But when you have some bad tournament, it's much more difficult to keep it up and uh, uh, be good in your mind. You know? So I, that's why it's so important. You're very honest and open about your feelings, and I really appreciate the way you are talking. It's, it's great. How, how did you master the Potomac? How did you figure this out, and how did you catch all your fish? Uh, so, uh, honestly, I had the, the ability to find a special spot, and I found it uh, thanks to my Helix uh, 12 mega side imaging unit. I was scouting the lake, I mean the lake, the river. Uh, that was the first day of pre-practice, and I had a very bad uh, day was catching all his naked and <laughs> all of a sudden I saw something interesting on my sonar that looked like uh, nice clumps of, uh, uh, of milfoil grass. And I was so, I mean, tired and it was a bad day, it was a storm in the water, big waves in the middle of the river was almost saying, oh, you know, I was almost not even making a cast. And then I said, no, you saw something over there. You have to cast on what you saw, and you have to cast over there. So now, Jacob, you have to throw the motor in the water, and you fish it. So I did that. First cast, I caught a four-pounder. Uh-huh. So I said, huh, maybe you are on something. So I didn't want anybody to see me. I, I left 
straight away and I knew I had something going on over there. So when I came back in pre in practice, in the official practice, which is two days uh, just before the tournament, then you have one day of stop. I went over there almost at night, so nobody could see me. And I was there, I made a couple of cuts. I had immediately one good bite of a three and a half pound. And what I understood of this, this is thought that the average size of the fish was completely huge, considering the normal size of the Potomac River Pass. Right, right. And what I think that I found a little area which is completely virgin to fishing. Nobody has ever found this little patch of pinfall for some reason. And uh, I went there the first day of the tournament. And I had like uh, almost 16, no, 15 and a half pounds. And I even lost a couple of big ones. But I left the spot at 12 because uh, I did want to to leave the, the, the tournament, I mean, the, the, the spot good for the second, the third day, I already knew that that would have been the, the spot to win. So that's basically how I could find my spot. And, uh, you know, I had obviously more spot than that, but that was my uh, little gold mine, you know, and uh, was only mine. Nobody came. Nobody show up because it was just it, you know. So that's uh, that was a little bit of uh, luck also because I found the sweet spot, but also I was there to look at my sonar to find it, you know. So that's how I found the sweet spot. That's a great story. That's a great story, and. Uh... I don't see you having spots to yourself in the future because I think there's going to be a lot of people following you around after this. Uh, no, I mean, they follow me already because when they see I've wrapped the boat, you know, they know already that you are a professional. But if you know how to act, if you know how to go, uh, you know, you can still uh, keep your spot secret Good. so you have to be intelligent That's so awesome. you don't have to go i mean even in the in the pre-practice i was i was not so in there you know i i let i didn't know a lot of this spot before i showed up the first day but i knew for a fact that the fish i caught over there they were for some reason way bigger then the two pounder, one pound and a half, two and a half pounder, I was catching in other spot in the river. So I, I had the feeling that in there there were the winning stringer. I needed to win the tournament. Huh. Very, very interesting. Hey, we got a minute before I wrap up. Tell us, uh, tell us who your sponsors are that helped you win this tournament. So I have a a pretty many sponsor. I mentioned the Hummingbird and then come in Cota. Then I have Phoenix Boat, Freedom Marine, which is the number one uh, dealer for Phoenix Boat in the States. 
uh, I can't say in the world, you know, because bass fishing is an American thing mostly. <laughs> and BKK, Hex, uh, Rapala, then Suffix Line, Relion, that makes huge, uh, very, very, very good lithium battery. And then uh, Mercury, and then again HKD Outdoor, which uh, provides me the shirt for the tournaments, and the Oakley sunglasses, and then both Logics that makes this some of the best, I would say the best and most sturdy mouse in the in that are available now. In, uh, in the in the market, and I tell you, the Potomac River is very rough with those wakes. And uh, if you run three sonar like me on front and two on the back, you better have a boat logics mount. Otherwise, you are going to lose your sonar in the water. Then, uh, other than that, I don't know if I forgot anybody. Uh, I hope not. Well, if 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 you did, I'm sure you're you're sorry. You'll make it up to them. I know that all of your sponsors are very happy that they have had the foresight to hook up with you because you made them very proud on the Potomac River. We're winning this huge event, hundred thousand dollar payday for our guest. He did it well. You know what? He hasn't been at it this long. This is not the the. It may be the first huge check that he's gotten, but I guarantee you, it will not be the last. We will be hearing more from this fine angler again. I know it. He is Giacomo Galelli. Giacomo, thank you for being with us. We really appreciate it. And congratulations to you, my friend. Thank you very much. And I hope to have another interview very soon. I hope we talk to you again quickly. Good luck to you. Okay. Thank you very much. Good luck. What a nice man he is. Isn't that something? Jacopo Galelli. That wraps up this week's edition of the We Fish ASA podcast, the best darn fishing show on the radio or the internet in the entire USA. I'd like to thank today's guest, Dan Johnson, was on with Dave Krantz talking about power and action. A couple of phrases not a lot of people understand, but there's no reason to not understand it after Dan Johnson gave a great explanation today. And then we visited with Lori Tisdale from BASS talking about their new program called Go Outside. They want everybody to not just bass fish, not just fish, but enjoy the outdoors. Great thing to do. Lori Tisdale from BASS. And then Italian angler Jacopo Galelli. He won $100,000 fishing the Potomac River yesterday at an MLF event. He is fantastic. What a great personality. I got a funny feeling you'll be hearing more from Jacopo Galelli in the future. I'd like to thank our sponsor, St. Croix, the best rods on earth. Calcutta, makers of a line of products that fit your fishing lifestyle and passion. Daiwa, take a look at the new Tatula Elite Reel. You'll love it as much as we do. Remember that We Fish ASA presents a new episode of our one-hour podcast each and every week. It's available 24-7 at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, free apps at Stitcher Radio, and at the Apple App Store, don't forget, we're on iHeartRadio, and you can always hear the We Fish ASA podcast at our website, wefishasa.com. We love mail, so if you like what you hear, please let us know. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about or someone we should have on this show, please let us know that, too. I'm Steve Sarley. My partner is Dave Kranz. We'll see you next week now. Let's go fishing!
I'm professional angler Kevin Van Dam, and people always ask me, what's the best and easiest way to catch fish? Well, that's simple. Keep our waterways clean and free of litter. You know, tossing your worn out lures in the lake is not a winning move. Pitch them in the trash. Do your part and join me. Visit KeepAmericaFishing.org and pledge to pitch it.